Data journalism is defined as the process by which we get a strong story from numbers. Simon Rogers is a leading voice in the world of data journalism, and he joins us today on Stats and Short Stories. I'm John Baylor, chair of Miami University's Department of Statistics, and I'm joined today by Richard Campbell and by Rosemary Pennington, both of the Department of Media, Journalism, and Film, along with our very special guest, Simon Rogers. Simon, welcome. Hi there. It's so good to, to have you join us. And, I, you know, one thing that, that, that I'm worried about or curious about is what, what are the challenges now faced by data journalism? I mean, you've you've written about the idea of data journalism is, is just like punk rock that, you know, now everyone can do it. But there's there's certainly going to be some fa some challenges that they face. Could you talk a little bit about some of the challenges that that you perceive? So I think, I mean, obviously, anything worth doing in life is is hard <laughs> at some point. And data journalism can be difficult. The fact that, you know, public data is still produced on PDFs, mm. you know, right. which is where data goes to die, honestly. <laughs> it's stunning to me that that still happens in this, in this day and age. Amen. And, and also the kind of... Um, the lack of kind of, uh, even at a kind of uh, national level now, we can see in the US there's a real issue around around data sets kind of not being updated and, oh. and uh, data, data vanishing, which is astonishing to, to see. I think that's a real, uh, a real fear and a, and a difficulty for, for anybody. So I work with La Nacion in Argentina sometimes, and they, they have to kind of almost treat themselves as collators of data because they worry that when stuff's published it might vanish but I, I, did, I didn't imagine that would be the case in the US but you know that, that's this is where we are and um, I think there's that there's the accessibility of data and then there's the the amount of just hard bloody work that goes into to turning that data into something you can work with a story all the cleaning the mashing up and making sure there's not mistakes in the data sets all that stuff is still tricky, and there are tools to help with that. There's things like OpenRefine, um, which is a, a great tool, and I, mean, I know here at Google, you know, we're working on a few tools to help with that. But it's still not it's still not easy. Mm -hmm. It's still difficult, and also I think often um, with data journalists, when they're in the newsroom, there is a kind of isolation sometimes because you're the only person doing the work you're doing. Like if you were. Um, the, so my, my friend uh, Scott Klein at ProPublic often talks about this. If you were the home editor or the, you know, the Metro editor and you left, the team would know how to replace you. you know, there's a whole process there. They would understand how to do that. If you're the data editor and you leave, nobody knows how to replace you. And that's, that's a tricky thing. And I think that's, uh, the, the, that, that speaks to a bit of kind of isolationism that, that can creep in if you're, if you're a data journalist. There are solutions to all this stuff. I don't mean to sound kind of miserable about it because it's not. They're, those challenges lead to incredible kind of collaborative work, things like the Data Journalism Handbook or some of the projects that ProPublic has done, the collaborative reporting projects are amazing things to see. And there is a there are a ton of resources out there that there for data journalists. But I, I do see those as things that were issues a few years ago and they're still issues now, I think. Maybe you could speak to to one one of the things we worry about, especially here in a small town in the Midwest, where there are a lot of media deserts now, where we've lost so many reporters over the last ten years, um, and in very small communities, they no longer have local news, and or they look at regional news. So you're not just talking about. Um, 
you know, a Metro editor leaving, you're talking about uh, how do we, and maybe you can speak to maybe a project Google has, uh, how do we help support small town newspapers uh, yeah. or news operations or regional papers that are that are suffering? Because we've got a, you know, newspapers certainly have a business model that's all screwed up and is not yeah. working. And we're in this transition to some kind of new digital model, but it's going to take some time. In the meantime, I think there are a lot of stories that aren't being told. Um, especially at the regional and local level, you know, because yeah. you've got a president who takes up a lot of, sucks up a lot of energy uh, just through just through tweeting, that takes a lot of attention at the from the at the national level. So that's the thing. I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm so old, but when I was at journalism <laughs> school, if you went into a courtroom, there would always be a reporter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you went to a town council meeting. There would always be a reporter. They would complain about it and moan about it. Yeah. Was, yeah. Right. And that's that loss of that, I think, is is a real challenge. And so even if though there is more data than before, if you haven't got the bodies to work with it, at a local level who really understand it as well. Yes. That is definitely that is definitely a challenge. And I know there are definitely some initiatives out there which are really interesting. I think there's a realization among local you know what's what's left of local journalism how important you know data can be used to tell very local stories mm -hmm. you know, which can bring people in right if you know that something's happening where you live that can be a really powerful storytelling tool and i know that there are some kind of initiatives now to do things with town hall meetings. you can and you can imagine how things like machine learning could be really helpful there mm -hmm. you know, imagine you know you have machine learning that can analyze audio and video files for you and tell you tell you what's covered in those you know as story generating ideas and or even like data location ideas that that's that's a good thing but it's obviously you know in an environment with which is a tricky one at the moment for sure Mm -hmm. oh, very good. Well, I'm afraid that's all the time we have for this episode of Stats and Short Stories. Simon, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Stats and Stories is a partnership between Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media, Journalism, and Film and the American Statistical Association. You can follow us on Twitter, Apple Podcasts, or other places where you can find podcasts. If you'd like to share your thoughts on our program, send your email to statsandstories at miamioh.edu or check us out at statsandstories.net. Be sure to listen for future editions of Stats and Stories where we discuss the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics.